I, I have the awesome privilege of, uh, of uh, introducing our speaker for tonight, uh, for, the, uh, for this afternoon. They dim the lights and then, you know, <laughs> it got all romantic. <laughs> so, so we have been embarking on this uh, Frontline series, and it's been awesome um, in terms of how it's been equipping us uh, to, and empowering us. Um, for, for the workplace. And so we started in the first week with just a, a framework, a theological framework of how God steps into our workplace and empowers us. Um, Tammy did a, a brilliant exposition for us last week um, on, on an entrepreneurial perspective and, 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 and the kingdom perspective on entrepreneurship. And uh, I'm still unpacking some of those, uh, some of those notes. So that was, that, was, um, that was awesome. And this week, uh, we're talking about something that affects all of us, and that is conflict. Uh, and so the session that we're looking at today is working conflict. By the way, after the session, after the, the, the service, as with last week, we're going to have uh, workshops upstairs, so please do come and join us. We had a great time last week just unpacking extensively uh, some of these concepts. And so let me uh, read and pretend to understand this bio so our speaker, our speaker this, uh, this afternoon is, uh, is Ntigi Ndumela. So Ntigi's extensive corporate experience and training have allowed her to develop deep understanding of human behavior and an ability to facilitate personal and group change. She believes that the single biggest failure of leadership is to treat adaptive challenges like technical problems. You know. <laughs> As a result... She uses a customized, integrated, and holistic approach which gives her clients an opportunity to understand why it is so difficult to make the very changes that they want to make by using tools that unearth the unconscious processes that work against the conscious goal and then assisting clients to build the required competencies to make the required change. Amen. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Mantegi, will you come and join me up here? Can we honor... This woman of God, as she comes up here, I, I, I just want to say that outside of these things, we do these things because we want to create a framework and give you guys context. But the most important thing is that these people who are speaking to you are lovers of Jesus. And this is a woman who loves Jesus and has, by the way, has served this family for many years. For as long as I've known her, she has been serving faithfully, diligently, quietly um, in, in, in this church, making sure that people are ministered to and have a meaningful connection with Jesus. So I am looking so forward to receiving your ministry this afternoon. <laughs> thank you, Saints. Thank you, thank you, um, Pastor Lireko. Um, Saints, good morning or good afternoon. I'm really touched. And, and I know that um, our CVs and our resumes, they, they... Is there something I'm supposed to do or not do? Not move. <laughs> it's going to be hard. I think I was ADHD when I was young, but I, I was born too late. There were no HDHDs then. <laughs> Hello. Okay, is that better? Um, so I come to you humbly this morning, and, and really I know our CVs and our resume, they put us up there, but I really want to put the Lord in that pedestal. I'm standing right here because of his grace and because of his love and because of his blessings. 
And before I start, I really want us to pray because I need to get the, what they call it, um, I need to connect to the, to the, to the higher above. Um, pray with me. Father God, thank you very much for this opportunity. You're such an amazing father. You're such an amazing dad. You know, you know us before we get to know ourselves. I just reach out this morning, this afternoon, and just thank and asking you, Daddy, that you guide us, Father God. You open our hearts. You just open our hearts, Father God, that we can actually be able to hear you. Holy Spirit, touch each one of us, Father God, and remind me if there's anything important that I forget. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving your life for us so that we can live this amazing life. Thank you, Daddy. Amen. So I'm going to try, and uh, there's lots of firsts today. So now I'm confused with what I've been connected to, and there's something else I need to use. Um, so bear with me. Um, let's see. Oh, it's not on. You see? Thank you. Um, so this morning I've been asked to actually speak to you about working with conflict in the workplace. In God's way. I want to offer you a kingdom's perspective. And I strongly want to claim that. A kingdom perspective. I, I've worked in corporates um, for over 15 years. I've been in it. I've experienced it. I've been part of it. I've, I've been out of it. Um, so what I'm coming with this morning is really a true experience. I've also had ex um, conflict in my family, with my friends. Conflict is everywhere. I've had a um, conflict with a cashier at a supermarket. So we always, because they're not moving fast. So we've prayed. Thank you. So before I start, I've got a disclaimer to make. Yes, I'm a clinical psychologist. Yes, I've worked with teams. Yes, I help people to deal with their conflict, but I am not a master of it. I am not perfect in it. Me, myself, I'm still a work in progress. So there's hope for all of us. The second one is that this is the first time I'm preaching to adults. I've been trained to preach to the six, nine-year-olds upstairs. So that, that's what I know. And, and, and I don't normally dress in a suit when I, I preach to them. I'm always in my techies, in my jeans, and, you know, we have lots of fun. So I hope you'll have fun with me. One thing I want to claim is that we are kingdom carriers. Wherever we go, we are transporting the kingdom of God. I was traveling from Malawi yesterday. And I was sitting in the plane and preparing the sermon, and suddenly I was struck by the, the metaphor of, of a plane. Imagine if we were planes. You can see, I'm, 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 I teach six, nine-year-olds. And, and I mean, if there's anyone here from Malawi, Molibuanji. I've, I've learned a bit of, um, yay, Zinkomo, Zinkomo, Kwambiri. Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been learning a bit. I was there since Wednesday. God is good. That's another blessing from God. Saints, this is very important to us. We are kingdom of God. We are, we are carriers of the kingdom of God. 
So why I'm setting this scene is that in conflict, we need to keep that in mind. How are we carrying the kingdom of God in that moment, in that situation? We are all, all the time, all of us in full-time ministry, especially in the workplace. There's always, you must always be ready for a moment to disciple. (laughs) You must always be ready and looking for an opportunity to bring in the harvest, plant the seeds. And I've seen that happening in the workplace. So that's why we need to always keep in mind we are the kingdom carriers. So now, saints, I want to challenge you before I go into my sermon or in my preaching, my teaching, my sharing, is for you to think very quickly. I know I've put four minutes there. I was a bit generous, but I've realized actually I need to make it short. To actually think about what is your experience of conflict. Think about when you were young. Think about your family. How did you handle conflict in your household? How were disagreements, misunderstanding were actually handled? Can you see that picture? Think about at school, in the playing fields when you were growing up. Think about your friends at work. Think about now. What's your majority of your experience about conflict? I'm going to give you one minute. There will be mics roaming. I want some people, four, three people to share. Just share with someone next to you, just very quickly, one minute per person, just to say, this is my experience about conflict. When I think about conflict, this is what comes to mind. Can you do that for me? Can I ask that permission? Thank you very much. Turn to the person next to you, one minute each. And if your minute is up, please do give the other person a chance. Don't be like me. You think that you've got an extra thing to add. Can I have three mics to be ready? If you have not swapped, is the other person's turn to share? Okay, 
Who's willing to share? Not a long story, just very quickly, briefly. You know, what came out in that conversation? There's someone here? What's your experience? What took? Oh, um, my experience is working with somebody and they not, well, when they're, English is gone. Uh, Don't be anxious. English is gone. I know. Don't be anxious. <laughs> uh, speak your language. Speak, sister, speak. Okay. So when somebody's not bringing, if you're working in a team and they're not bringing their part to, you know, the, to the table. And my, my go-to, instead of dealing with the conflicts, instead of saying, listen, this is what we're meant to do, can we sort this out? I'd rather just um, hash it down because I'm a peacekeeper. And just yeah. say, okay, it's fine, let it go. And yes. I'll just do your part. Instead yes. of, you know, um, saying, listen, do your part and let's work together. Yeah. Huh. I try to keep the peace. You see what happens there? How, many t how long are you going to do that? Because you're avoiding conflict. I mean, you're going to be contempt. You're going to have con contempt. You're going to be angry. You're going to be like, this thing that is waiting to explode at some point. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You're trying to, do, you're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to protect the situation. But if you look in terms of why you're doing that, there is something in your life and the experience of conflict that makes you to be scared of conflict. Okay. Another one? I am the exact opposite of that. Uh-huh. Uh, Give it. I, I, I actually want to see you head to head. Uh, and I also, to some degree, enjoy it. I look forward to... <laughs> you know, I look forward to dealing with an issue. I yeah. try not to sweep it away. So I'm the exact opposite. So if something happens... I almost get some pleasure thinking about we're going to fix this thing. Ah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and let me ask you, brother, is it like I need to show you or I want us to really solve it? No, I want it resolved. So you I want, want to be dissolved. The, the, the both of us or whoever it is, for this matter to be finished and finished now. Yes. Then when it's done, please put everything on the table. Yeah. Don't leave anything for tomorrow. Yeah. Like finish it now. Let's resolve it. Let's, let's make, move on. And then move. Yeah. Do you see, there is something in your life that has made you not to be scared of conflict. Marriage. <laughs> ah. Okay, la last sharing. Um, when you asked, this isn't really something I considered before, but when you asked the question, and especially when you asked in your family when you were growing up, it made me realize that um, I grew up in a family where I guess my dad is somewhat of a typical African dad. You know, at, you can say what you want to say, but at the end of the day, I'm the one who's in charge here. So this is where the buck stops. Um, and I, I realized that I think it really shaped the way that I approach conflict in the workplace. Because when you go in there, there's someone who's in charge there. And if you don't like the way they are doing things, it can become very difficult to deal with it if your view is that authority has the final word. So I think I've really struggled with <clears throat> how to have conflict with people who are in authority over you. Yeah, because of Guys, thank you. I just want to take a last one. There's a mic there. So the three of us here are the old Magogos, old-fashioned. We grew up in, in a community in our own family, so we find that our stories are the same. Nothing is shared. Nothing is shared, and the two of us share, even the siblings, that were not from the same father, or that it's not shared. And because she comes from a, 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 the royal family, 
So when it was the turn for the brothers to take the turn, he said, no, 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 not him, not him. And she didn't understand. But we realized it affected ourselves in, in our own marriages because we're not taught how to take conflict. You need to keep quiet. And as a woman, you don't say anything. So it, we realize it even affects the legacy. Before we came to Victory Weekend, we were struggling. How do we teach our own children yourselves? How, how, what she's saying? Yes. How to now use the word of God to say that there's freedom? Yes. So I think with all generation, that's where we are seated. Is that Thank you. We are, we are grateful that we are Thank here you. today. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sharing. About, about conflict. Who, how we were brought up defines the way we deal with conflict. And also, we see it every day. So you can think about it, how it impacts you as a leader in the workplace. How does it impact you as a, as a subordinate? How does it impact you as a team member? I don't want to go to marriages. I'll leave, I'll leave that one for later. So, what does, the, what does the dictionary say about conflict? You can see. And I mean, just looking at those pictures, your high blood pressure just goes up. Look at those words. That's how conflict is seen. We see conflict in a very negative way. We set it up as negative. But what if I would say, saints, give you a different op opinion and say, conflict is just a signal. It's an indicator that something needs to come up. Some needs, something needs to change. Something needs to be addressed in that relationship. I'm still trying to get used to that myself. That, that you take conflict almost maybe as similar as brother here to say, I'm looking forward to conflict because you know it's going to present something positive. It's going to bring something. It's going to grow this relationship. It's going to take this relationship to another level. So, relationship needs honesty. It needs communication. There needs of clarity of roles. Who cooks? Who's doing what in this relationship? In the work environment? You know, are you stepping on my toes? or am I stepping on your toes? Recognition. Someone feels they're not being recognized. Actually, I had a very interesting thing, and I want to mention later. I was busy preparing my sermon on the plane, and there was someone sitting next to me. And then as I finish and I close everything, and I'm like, okay, now I'm going to take a five-minute nap. He, like, nudges me. He says, sorry, ma'am, are you a pastor? So I said, no, I'm not. But I've been asked to, to share a word tomorrow. And then that conversation took us into something else. He started telling me about his, his um, con um, fight he had with his wife. So I gave him a summary of what you're going to say today and, and this afternoon. And then he said to me, wow, that's it. I was looking for respect. And, you know, so I gave him tools how to deal with it. So he's so excited. And you know what is exciting about it is that he turned out to be the... Um, the team manager of the Malawi um, football. So they're playing out in Rustenburg this afternoon. So I know celebrities. <laughs> Just to say. Um, 
So what does the word say? Guys, I want to say something. This scripture is very challenging. I found it very, very challenging for me. And this is not the scripture I showed uh, Pastor Lereko this week week to say this is what I'm going to do. But this scripture kept coming back and back and back as I was opening the Bible this week. And suddenly the Holy Spirit says, this is it. And I'll show with you now. So this is our main scripture today. And it says, as, and, and Paul writes the scripture while he's in prison. Someone is in conflict with him. He doesn't like what he's doing. Instead of saying, save me, he says, guys, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope. When you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. You know, the last song when it was being sung, I was just thinking, I mean, if you are paying attention, how many times the songs we sang this morning spoke about the worthiness of God, the worthy of the sacrifice he made. And I feel in the, and I mean, all this, I'm going to go through the words that I've underlined. What he's talking about, the the life worthy of the calling. What, What Paul is reminding us is that, He's reminding us of the magnitude of the exchange that God made for our lives. This was not a Mickey Mouse, what God did. It's a big thing. I mean, just think about that. I feel like crying because it's a, it's a big, big sacrifice. And he gave us his only son. I'm a mother and I've got one son. I mean, when I was thinking about this, I, I, I tried to, to think of Abraham as he's walking up that mountain. I was like, my goodness, how many of us here would even begin the journey? How many of us even here who says, yes, I might think about it, who might begin that journey without arranging a conference with God and try to, to negotiate with him? Are you sure, God? I mean, I'm hearing you right. I need to sacrifice the one, the only one. But God did. He did. He gave up his only son for us. The only thing he's asking us is that our behavior, the way we represent him out there, let also be worthy the sacrifice. Be completely, that completely doesn't mean half measure. I mean, this is a challenge to me, saints. I'm not trying to preach to you thinking that I I do this stuff. It's a challenge to me too. Be completely, not half, not, not everything must be in. Make every effort. Don't leave any stone unturned. Keep unity. God has already created the unity. The only thing we're being asked is to maintain to nurture, to look after. 
through the bond of, pre of peace. What Paul is reminding us is that everybody that we connect with in the workplace, we already have a bond. They are God's children. Let's start to see everybody we encounter as, as part of the kingdom. God has got a lost and found department. And I want to remind you one thing. Our job is not to be immigration officers and manage the borders of the kingdom. Just because someone is not holding the kingdom passport, you think they're not part of it. Our job is to be kingdom carriers. When you get on the plane, it is assumed you've got the right documents. And that's what we need to do. So, saints, I'm asking you that <laughs> let's invite God in our conflict. Let him be in it. Let him preside them. What are, we, what are we being asked? We're being asked that even in conflict, let's build the relationships. Let's keep the unity. Let's, let's, let's respect the bond of peace that we already have. Reduce negativity during conflict. Bless other peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Tell me one person who enters into a, into a conflict expecting to win. There are very few of those. Most of us, we want to win. Sorry, want to lose, sorry. Most of us in conflict, we want to, to win. But I want to tell you one thing. Even if you win, you've lost. Because the relationship has taken a knock. And bit by bit, your relationship is being distracted. So why can't we share and all have a win-win situation? To increase in, in conflict, let's try and increase um, positivity. Let's eradicate barriers to unity, the toxic behaviors that destroy relationship. Paul continues in that chapter. Read that whole chapter. He continues and, and tells you exactly what you should remove. It's very clear, saints. There's no even interpretation. English is not my language, but I do understand it. What does the research say? This is for the married people. There is significant research that has been done in marriage. Okay? And we are using it. I do couple counsel. I do team councils, I do family councils, or not council, coaching, sorry, sorry. And we use this research so much because it's so relevant. John Gottman, I'm sure some of you have come across him. He says 69% of problems in our relationship, in our marriages are perpetual. Our job is to manage those and find different ways of dealing with them. The criteria to manage conflict is that, is exactly what I've just said. Catch someone doing something right. Five to one ratio of positive comments. And if you give someone one thing negative, make, make sure it really counts and it really it is important. So increase soft startup. You're upset with somebody. Try and, and, and even though you're upset, try and have a softer startup and be able to communicate what you want to do. Repair beads. Some people are going to try and come to you and say, I'm sorry, can we go and have coffee? If you're not ready, and we're going to talk about it upstairs in detail, be transparent and say, you know what, I'm still upset. Just give me a day, give me five minutes, but I'm going to come back. Okay? Be open. 
Decrease negativity during conflict. We're going to do this upstairs. There's four behaviors that John Gottman has found to be very lethal, dangerous, destructive in relationships. We take them for granted. Blame. So one of the resources you can uh, look at is Dennis Silk. He's got a series that's very powerful on, on, on relationship skills. What can you do for yourself? Pray and confess, and it works. The other thing, development, consider coaching, consider therapy. One of the things you can do in your home, in your team, at work, think about the environment, the culture you want to create. We'll talk about it upstairs. I'll show you how to do that. Practice, practice, practice. Lots, lots and lots of patience for yourself and for others. Guys, it takes a long time to change a behavior. I'm, I, I know for myself. I know this. It's not an easy thing. Even the changes that I have had to make myself. My late father used to say he was a preacher as well. No, I'm not, sorry, but maybe I'm prophesying. But, <laughs> but what he used to say, he used to say, you know, you would pray and pray and you say, gosh, if God can take me right now, I'm definitely I'm going to heaven. And then, boy, oh, boy, you meet a human being. And then, oh, boy, oh, boy, he gets you completely out of the way. And you think, if I die now, <laughs> hell is my home. So it just shows we can't do it without God. We cannot, saints. When, when, when Langa was saying the righteousness, when he was talking about that righteousness, I was thinking about that. We can't. Don't fool yourself. You can't. What do you do for others? Coach, disciple. Share your testimony in your life like I did with that guy yesterday on the plane. Refer people to places where they can go. The most important thing, guys, and I, it worked for me from one of the senior pastors in this church. She walked the path with me. Whenever I was in conflict in my family, at, at, at wherever, what she used to do with me, she used to say to me, how could you do this differently? You still achieve the same results, but in a different way. It helped me. It helped me a lot. So what I'm saying, working with conflict in the workplace is about mastering relationships. We, our God is a relational God. We need to learn to have relationships with other people. We need to build relationships that last. What will the workshop cover upstairs? All the stuff that I've just said. So there's three things, saints, we will be talking about this afternoon. One is um, developing a, a partnership agreement. You could do that with your spouse. You could do that with your team. It, will, it won't be a partnership agreement. It will be a team alliance. You can use that as a charter. You can use that for your family. Um, and what it does is that it, it makes relationship intentional. Remember, you, you are carrying a lot of experience about conflict, about other things as well that you've grown up with. How do you do those things quickly? The second one is meta skills, okay? Um, one of the meta skills is respect, commitment, heart, playfulness. Some of my serious clients, they, they don't understand playfulness. The third one is going through those four horsemanships, the blame, the defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling. Contempt, by the way, it makes people sick. 
literally. The giver and the receiver. These things are very serious in conflict. And then we'll close with reflection. Everything that I do in my life with my clients, there's always an action plan and accountability. So I'll try and help you with that in terms of what is one thing you're going to hold yourself accountable that you're going to do. I promise you, saints, I've got accountable or action plans that are still, I've been doing them since last year. It takes a long time to do these things. But with all of that, I really, really want to just say to you, and, 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 and just, yeah, just, just rely on God. I've actually this year starting to reread that book that says the, um, the gifts of, of the, oh, I forgot it, but people that come to the workshop probably will remember what it is. But it's really about going back and looking at what are the things we need to put in place, those building blocks, to allow God to really work in our lives and change us and, and, and really give over our hearts. With that, thank you so much.